you just caught me reading my brand new book, Twin Peaks Unwrapped. The book, me and my co-host Ben Durant wrote this last year and is now finally out at bluerosebag.com. Supplies are very limited, so you gotta get yours today. This book contains over 100 interviews with cast and crew, community commentary, and of course, us. For example, here are some of the fine folks you'll find in this wonderful book. Krista Bell, Charlotte Stewart, David Patrick Kelly, Jim Belushi, John Neff, Scott Frost, Cheryl Lee, Matthew Lillard, and the one, the only, Kyle McLaughlin. So get your copy today at bluerosemag.com and don't be left out. Now please, I must go back to reading my own book and tending to my fire. Oh, that fire is damn hot. Ooh, my socks are on fire. Welcome to this week's Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the pilot episode. The pilot episode. So not really episode one. It's like episode zero. Yeah, I mean, so the whole point of pilots is to see, is this, people make it and see, is this worth making a whole series out of? And so this was like a, a this turned out to be a two-hour movie. Yeah, it was pretty long. Yeah. But it's one of those things where if, yeah, if they like it, let's make it a series and then they... They made it episode one, the next one, but yeah. Yeah, and sometimes pilots, like, I've noticed in other shows, a pilot will have some weird things, and then later on in the show, it wasn't there. They'll talk about it. Right. I lost, did something with polar bears, but then they referenced polar bears later on. Yeah. Um, but and this one, it seems, to the most part, everything in there has, they don't they don't just brush something off. They definitely had a, they definitely had a, a full idea of where they were heading, I think. Yeah. It seems from the beginning that, I mean, I think they had, sometimes they call it a Bible, or I think I think they created a whole map of the town and they had a good sense of where their characters were going to go. You know, we should introduce who we are, maybe? <laughs> oh, yes, I'm your host, Brian Kazaska, beside me, Ben Durant, the um, enthusiast of Twin Peaks. And Brian, the, new- <laughs> the newbie. Newbie, yeah. <laughs> um. So every week, every Wednesday, you can join us. We'll be talking about every episode of Twin Peaks. Um, and if you don't know by now, we're on Twitter at Twin Peaks Unwrapped. We're on Facebook, iTunes, Podbean, more to come. And this week will be the pilot. We're going to just talk about the pilot episode. And so I watched that this yeah, week. Yeah, so, so the pilot was written by Mark Frost and David Lynch, who are the co-creators of the show. It was directed by David Lynch. It aired April uh, 8th, 1990, uh, and that was a Sunday night. So it was a Sunday night. It was a Sunday night It was a show. Sunday night. It was like, like a Sunday night of the the movie of the week kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And so it started Sunday, and that following Thursday was when the the, the, the first episode would air. So oh, that's okay. Good. So it was a Thursday night show. It's a, it's yeah for the rest of the season except for the finale of the first season it was always on Thursday nights. So to jump into Thursday night back then that was NBC owned. Yep. That, I don't know like people listening to the show are young. If you're young you don't realize that TV Thursday night was owned by NBC for so long. So it was long. must, must see, see TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't have anything like that anymore. Now it's sort of like our long drama events sunday night is now become sunday night you have walking dead game of thrones um all these big hitter shows sunday yeah. night now uh mad men all this stuff but back then it was thursday night it right. was like you know it's funny you mentioned thursday night i will say that the uh, abc is doing something interesting with with thursday nights and that i don't you probably don't watch it but they have no. gray's anatomy they have uh 
Scandal, and then they have uh, How to Get Get Away with Murder, uh-huh. and stuff like that. And those are like three big shows, and those yeah. are, that's almost like their must see TV. In Is that ways. Thursday night? That's Thursday night. Wow. So yeah. maybe ABC has it now. But ratings wise, the juggernaut in the eighties and then early nineties was NBC, right? And and and, and to mention that to give you even more sense of that, so when the pilot. The rating was they got a twenty one point seven rating, which was good. It made them fifth place of the week. That's not bad the at all. And so they they were behind America's Funniest Home Video, which was number <laughs> one. They were actually number one, and they tied for number two with Cheers. Wow, that's pretty big. Yeah, and then in fourth place was the the Cosby Show. Wow, so that's not bad. I mean, those are those are big shows. Yeah. For, for Twin Peaks to come in uh, to come in fifth. And do you want to? Did Twin Peaks hold out in the ratings? They declined every week. Because <laughs> <laughs> the show got weird every week. I, I mean, it really did. And I think that's why I like it. Yeah, when we get, when we get, to, the, when we get to the season finale, we'll have to discuss how um, there, there was a whole thing of would they renew the show. Like, it was really question mark on that, – that was, it was kind of one of those things. It was ahead of its time. It was ahead of its because time. Because if yeah. this show came out now, I think – People would gravitate towards it, and it would be one of those big hitter Sunday night shows. But because it came out on ABC when shows like this weren't really happening, this was like a new frontier for an hour-long drama, I think. And I have to – like if people are watching this with me every week, with us, you almost have to go back into a time machine and change your brain because when I first watched this show – like, after watching shows that might have borrowed from Twin Peaks, I'm watching Twin Peaks going, oh, my God, I see all these shows that I watch now. I see where they're getting their inspiration from. Yeah. But also I'm like, wow, some of this stuff's weird. Like, the acting is not the greatest sometimes. You have really good actors with not so great actors. And maybe this was their first acting job and why yeah. they're just getting you know, their footing. And then some of the dialogue sometimes can be off. Pudding, or you're kind of like that's a little corny. Why did they do that? But then, as a show, you right. get into it. You it grows on you, and it it's its own feel. Right. And I I don't always like to admit this, but I, I we we tried not to talk too much before the the podcast. But yeah, I was like, yeah. so what what do you think, Brian? What do you think about this? And I think you did share with me. It's like it's kind of a soap opera, and it is a soap opera. Uh-huh. I mean, it is. It's a nighttime soap opera like Dallas or those yeah, other type yeah. of things. So it does have. But so sometimes it's like really odd. Kind of like, yeah. Things that- it has a soap opera music. Remember the, the, the love music oh, when yeah. someone's like doing something uh, romantic, right? It's got that. that right. It's like a Laura Palmer's theme song. Yes, so. yeah. Yeah. And like and then when something bad happens, you hear the dastardly music, and then if something corny happens, you have that. So yeah, it kind of plays upon your senses with yeah. the music and. Um, and but they yeah. did take all the, they they really didn't mix these genres. I mean, so like David Lynch is a director, a film director. He is very artsy director. Yeah. And then you have Mark Frost, who did um uh I just lost that uh Blue. I'm sorry, I Blue lost, Velvet, not Blue Velvet. No, he he did a um a cop show that I can't. Um, oh, and when Hill, Hill Street Blues, right before right before that, right? Okay, it was Hill Street Blues, and that was a very a cop show that had multiple storylines going on, very similar to to um. To the other one, to, to NYPD, NYPD Blue. Blue yeah. But like to have that mash, to have somebody who's very story driven, like Mark Frost, and have somebody like a director who's very artsy and you know very very visual and stuff. And there, I think they were a good mix. They were able to bring both of the things together to make this show. Um, it's interesting. So the show the show aired April 1990, but they actually wow. shot. They actually shot the pilot in February of 1989, so it was really like over a year later before the... I mean, that's a long time to actually... In 79, you mean? I'm sorry, yes. 89. So in, in February of 1989, they shot the pilot in oh, Washington, D.C., okay, okay. Washington, Washington uh, State. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. So they, they did that, and then um, they actually... The the pilot cost four million dollars to make, and I mean it seems like a lot of money, but like back then it was. Like then, you know, both of us like Lost. I think Lost cost between ten and fourteen million yeah. for the pilot, and they, they're counting the two episodes. I think the first two episodes as as that. Yeah. So it's but it was still a lot of money. So they were so uh, Lynch and Frost had got had to get some money from Warner Brothers, Warner, and. And in making that deal, I think they also had to give uh, UK rights. So they basically had to make a, an ending to 
the pilot. Where the you know here's a show that they who killed Laura Palmer. <laughs> oh, so that explains it. Yeah, who killed Laura Palmer? It's like we want to we want to put this on video in uh, in Europe, and so you need to have an ending to this sh- thing. And so they did put an ending. They put a 15 minute ending, which I think we could talk about in in, in our future shows. Yep, and stuff like that. Yep. And um and it actually it actually when I was on video. Let me see if I can find my notes here a second. But I, they actually did put it out on video. I want to say nope. it's like six months before it even came out on TV. Wow! So, and back then there was no pirating, so it came out in VHS, and nobody in America knew about right. it. I'm sure. Yeah, November '89, five months before the U.S. got it, it was it was in uh, the U.K. It was it, you could get it on video. So wow. I, I think that's kind of interesting. But and during that time, so you're talking a year after they 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 filmed it. They used film too. I don't remember how popular film was back in 1990, but I know we were we were starting to go towards video. But yeah, yeah, the whole show, the whole, all the Twin Peaks was, was was done on film. And stuff. Wow, yeah, yeah. So so it was it was filmed, and so that that year that it took for them for them to actually get it aired. They actually did a lot of press. I mean, like, it was one of these things, too, where it was a risky show. It was weird. People weren't sure. ABC wasn't sure about it. And they kind of went back and forth. But I think they got the, they got enough of the press to say that this is a really exciting new show that they finally did air it yeah, in, in yeah. April of 1990. Yeah, um, I mean... For I, oh, ABC, it, it it still surprises me. It was on ABC. Yeah. So here's the thing about ABC. ABC was in last place. Oh, so I think okay. even, I think Fox was even beating them at this point. I think Fox was considered the network now. Yep. I mean, they had a yep. living color. I mean, it was around then. So I think ABC was Simpsons. Re- yes, yeah, Simpsons was doing great. So they were hurting. So they started taking risks. They did things like um, China Beach, which I'm sure you might not. Have I remember of, China you, Beach. You know China Beach. So yep. that was something. That was another way of their risk taking. They started doing these different shows. There was, you know, Roseanne, I guess, could be a risk taker that it was a little, yep. it's not your typical, I mean, it's not, you know, your typical uh, comedy, really. Yeah, stuff. Roseanne so, probably so I think they were. Out. I think they were, they were desperate. They yep. were basically saying, we need to do something <laughs> different. We need to get new viewers. And what if we, we hire a film director, and, you know, like to do this, to this show? Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So that's, that explains a lot now. So what do you I, think? I what, what do you what do you think going in? You you know you, you watch the show. It's a pretty long opening credit. I mean, and and, and every oh, episode, every the, episode is a long. You have all the you have every almost every actor uh, uh, titles going. Yep. Uh, the, the the pilot episode had a very long credit sequence sequence, and later on they shorten it up with the bird and the sawmill. It's a very mundane opening sequence. It's nothing exciting. Yeah. Um. But now I get excited listening to it. But the first episode, um, I did. It did have a very soap opera ish feeling. Also, the um, when Laura Palmer's mom is crying. Anybody who cries in this episode, there's no tears. They're just crying. Yeah. And the, Laura Palmer's mom, she's crying. She's just screaming, and it's like. They're almost an overacting yeah. in a way. Like I don't, I didn't know yeah. how to place it. I was like, I don't know how I feel about it's this. It's almost uncomfortable. It's like yes. it, it goes on for a long time. You know, I, I, I think I said in our, our zero episode, I was 15 years old at the time, and so for me, it was almost comical. Like I yes. was like was laughing, and and I had have friends and we talk about it. And it's like it's like ah, ah yeah. Ah. But 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 as a grown up now, 25 years later, I have children. It's kind of like. I think it, it's it's a little more difficult and stuff in the sense yeah, that yeah. like oh you know like this this woman lost her child and stuff like that and it's like I I do love that that almost nobody says Laura's died you have a girl running away from the school and it's like why is she running and stuff and you have you have kids looking and seeing police coming and and he break uh, James breaks his pencil and and then. You know, uh, Leland Palmer, Laura's dad, sees Harry Truman, and he doesn't say anything. And he yep. says, "Oh my gosh, my daughter's dead." And and the mother doesn't hear anything, but she knows. Oh yes, what is Harry Truman doing here? Sheriff doing yep, here and yep. stuff. And it's like, I mean, to me, that's really powerful in some sense. That like you don't need to see it because it's understood. It's understood. It's understood that. But yeah, I totally can understand where it's like, how do I? Am I? It sometimes comes off as dark humor, like it's kind of yep. it can be funny or uncomfortable, and and the actors would say we, they weren't trying for that; they were trying to be very serious. serious. In what yeah, I mean, I could see that, but yeah. it is like um, the only reason, I, like, I had to turn my brain back because after watching other shows, like you watch other like dramas like this, 
and the people are like they're crying and they're acting then you watch Twin Peaks and you're like oh my god the acting is so weird my brain isn't conditioned for this anymore <laughs> um, I'm so used to like these high caliber like people are bawling and like um you get in the uh, episode. I just put it out there for us to have. But, All right. I mean, you can go, I don't mean to distract you from, from this. <laughs> it looks good on the iPad. Yeah, that's bad. We got to play. Um, so, now, the first thing I noticed, the log lady. Now, I watched, I'm watching. Um, How did you get to the log lady? That was like the end of the episode. But no, that, well, that's something you interested. Now, tell me about the log lady. Okay, I have the log lady. She is at the end of the episode, and then later on, when you watch it on Blu-ray, you can watch it with oh, yes. the, the intros. intros. Right, sure, sure. So the log lady, I think, is brought up in the pilot. You have to remind me. She, she would show up. The first time she would show up is at the town hall. So that's it. Cooper that's, is going to address yes, the town. The town about and, the killing. And she's flickering the light and stuff. Yep. And it's actually a reference to the morgue. You know, the morgue light is flickering. And, and both of those were done manually. David Lynch thought like oh that looks so cool let's flick the lights on and off at the morgue yeah and yeah. then you see the log lady the log lady was not in the, the original script and i think at a later date i'd love to give the origins of the log lady, i want to know the origin of the log lady. I, I will, the, the, yeah i want to save it to right. like maybe episode five i think there's an episode where we go visit i shouldn't say but there's an episode where we get yes we talk more about the log lady. Okay. i think we can save it for that but, all right that's a good idea but yeah so she's she's at the she's at the uh town meeting yeah she's at the town meeting and I was just like, what? Now, the log lady, she carries around a log, like a pet. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Right. And she talks to it like a pet, yep. like a person. Yeah. And she, she has, her log has things that she might, that, that might, her log has things to say that mightn't tell you about the murder of Laura Palmer. Exactly. Sunday. And I think that might be when the ratings started going down. <laughs> All right, this is you've, you've crossed the line. I can handle girls wrapped in plastic, and I can handle uh, no, yeah. But uh, logs but, talking to people. I think I'm done with this show. But it made me keep watching, and yeah. I think that's where Twin Peaks, uh, without getting ahead of myself, probably would keep the core audience, the people that like that stuff, and the other people who just watch TV to watch TV. Going, this is a little too weird, yeah. you know. Like, uh, well, anyway. My first introduction to the Log Lady, I was just kind of like, well, that's the Log Lady. I don't know what to think about her. And, yeah, she does play her bigger part later right. on. And in some sense, we, I think we we can we all run into strange people in life. I think we all have people yes. that are like a little off kilter, you know, like every day in our life and stuff. Like that. And she just seems a little off. And she seems like, um, I don't know, a homebody? Or she seems like somebody to herself maybe. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. And so the episode, like... The whole pilot, you know, you find Laura Palmer wrapped in plastic, which was odd. Do you think she was up, washed up on shore or someone wrapped her and put her there? Like, well, yeah. at first I, I saw it and I'm like, did she just wash up? They right. wrapped her through in the water and then she came back to shore? Right. So the interesting that the original script, there was no mention of wrapped in plastic and stuff like that, which to me is like, that is like a, a cool line. Like I, one of my favorite lines of, of the pilot yeah. is like, she's dead, wrapped in, in plastic. plastic. And stuff. So the script really originally didn't have it. And my thinking was, is that I think they wanted her to be naked. I think that's probably what they wanted. And they couldn't do that, of course, on network, on TV. network TV. And so maybe the thinking was like, okay, we'll wrap her in plastic and that, that we'll, makes sense. We'll, we'll get around that and stuff. So, I mean, I think we're led to believe that she, this is a murder. I mean, this is a, somebody has done this horrible act to her. And it's yep. horrible because it's not... I mean, I don't know how... It's already horrible enough that you need a murder, but clearly the person not wearing <laughs> any clothing as well is, is, is horrific as well. Like, yeah. It leads you to wonder: Is there some kind of horrible sexual thing done to this? Yeah, woman, you don't girl? know. It is a yeah. mystery. And then why is she wrapped in plastic? And would that be a clue to who killed her? Yeah, and yeah, that would and be a clue because be, because be like right. that kind of type of plastic. And later on in the episode, you meet a character named Leo. Yep. Um, and he had he's married to um, Shelly the waitress. Shelly the waitress who works at a local diner. And her boss is... Norma Jennings. Norma, which every time I hear Norma, I think of Norman Bates, and I think of Too Bates funny. Motel. Yeah. Um, because they say Norma. The say, I don't know why, Norma, and I... Later on. But anyway, so Leo, because Leo is working on his house, and it's a half construction, right. and in this pilot episode, they really give you those crumbs to make you... 
leave you to believe that anybody could be the killer. Like, we're going to just throw things out there, and you're going to be like, oh, my God, he's the killer. Oh, wait, no, she's the killer. Well, anyway, one of the crumbs was Leo is married to Shelly, the waitress, and Leo is kind of a jerk to her. And you find out that he is possessive, and he also comes home with blood-stained clothing. Yeah, isn't, uh, that might be the set next episode. But Was it? I don't know. I could be wrong. No, I, I is think... It this one? Is it in the pilot? You could be right. Wait, hold on. I feel like it's the next episode. Maybe. Um, you know why I say that? Be, no, because in the, in this, in the pilot episode, I think they have a washer and dryer outside. Yeah. And she, um, I think she finds it in episode one. But you see it, and he hides it in, in the pilot episode. And it it makes – because I wrote Leo Killer in my notes because I saw the plastic in right. his house. That makes sense. I mean, I mean, that's a, I could see how you could put that together put that and say together. that, yeah, that yeah. there is – that the plastic is just hanging off the wall. And, and right, I yeah, mean yeah. – I feel like it's the next episode, but Shelly does bump into the wall, and we see plastic all around her as well. And so, yeah, exactly. That is the next episode, and then so you have the breadcrumbs with with Leo, and you're like, oh my god, Leo, and now. And then you realize everybody in this town is having an affair with somebody. Yes, I feel soap opera. Very. That's where I was like soap opera. I'm like, is it almost overkill? But they don't do it. This show does it. Sort of gradually, they kind of unwrap everybody's affairs. But in the first episode, I was overwhelmed with how many characters I was introduced to. Yeah, I was a lot. I was just, and they just keep adding. They just every episode they keep on adding another character. They don't let it sink in either. You're like, here's a new one, right? Oh, here's more, and you're like, oh my god. And I was just like, I'm trying to remember all their names. Yeah, and I don't think. You know, for me, it was a little bit overwhelming because I'm used to a show introducing a few characters at a time. Right. And this one just – it's almost like a tree because it would be like, here's one character. Here's their wife. Oh, and the guy's having an affair with this girl. Oh, but that girl's also having an affair with this guy. Right. You know, it just, it just goes on and on and it on. It goes back to Mark Frost's um, – he, writing for uh, Hill Street Blues. Hill Street Blues was, you know, a police show that the same thing mm. that had multiple storylines on a lot, a lot of characters. They had a huge cast, so I think that's where it comes from. The interesting thing is, like, you know, that sign at the beginning of the of the of the of the uh, I'm sorry, the the themes theme or the, the Twin be- Peaks the, sign. Uh, yeah, it says fifty one thousand two hundred and one. Well, Mark Frost and David Lynch originally wanted to be five thousand two hundred and one population of. Of Twin Peaks, which I think to me does make sense because it's a close town. Everybody knew each other. Everybody knew Laura Palmer. So I would like to see. I think five thousand would have been awesome to think that that's the whole town. But ABC yeah. is like ABC. That's too small. You need to be bigger. So they added a one to make it fifty-one thousand <laughs> two hundred one. And now, now you're saying that's like that's not a little town anymore. No, because so. honestly, you only see so many people, um, and it does make it feel like a, a very close-knit community yeah i mean it really does i mean i think everybody i mean everybody knew laura palmer i mean that's i mean it goes i mean it's throughout the series that's what it's clear that everybody knew who she was i, I thought it would bring up some things at the very beginning of the pilot right. there's these ducks on the lake two ducks i can't even start my, okay so there's two ducks on the lake and then the next shot we have is two dog two black dog statues gotcha. and then we have a mirror of Josie looking at herself and this and there's this constant theme throughout Twin Peaks of this dual dual images um Twin Peaks oh, and like wow, okay. doubles and stuff and you know they're yeah twins and 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 it's just it's a very common and it will, it will carry us throughout the whole series you have I never this, knew that but it yeah, makes sense now Yeah so it'll be interesting I mean it's just, I think it's just something that the, the creators are having fun with us but it's funny to it started at the very beginning of the series this mm. this this duality and stuff like that That's something well I'll have to watch out for it man You're opening my eyes but I didn't know that would that makes total sense now and it makes sense because everybody's almost well, if later on, it's like almost everyone's living a double life. Yeah. They are. Because right. they're having – one guy will have an affair, so they're living double lives. and right. everybody, And they're with somebody else. Uh-huh. I mean, how many, how many people are like 
either are married or have a girlfriend, and then they're also have yeah have another girlfriend. Or, yeah, you know, and like, you learn you know, a lot about Laura too right. coming up. Um, and so you know, um, in the script, it it mentions about twin the the actual mountains that make up Twin Peaks, and it, and in the beginning of the, script, the the original script, a long, straight, empty, straight stretch of road leads up to two mountains, Whitetail and Blue Pine, and those are the names of the mountains. I think that's kind of neat. Like you never. You get so used to hearing the word Twin Peaks, you don't think that it's actually referring to two actual physical mountains that are yep. part of the town. I, I found that it's they don't mention the mountains that often, but every once in a while it will come up in the series or extended. Uh, now, where's the sawmill located? On in between? Is this town in between? I, I could get my. I could try to get a map or something like that, but <laughs> I I don't have a map. I can't remember actually. The funny thing is, you they, only for the pilot they were actually filmed in Washington. The rest of it they went back to L.A. and 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 did their footage there. But the funny thing was, it's not supposed to be. But the Salmo actually was. Uh, if you you could you could kind of see it out the window of the of the police station, but technically it doesn't belong there. But you can yeah. kind of see stacks uh, where where it would be. But I can't I can't remember. I failed. I don't have any. I don't remember where the I, location I, of yeah, the mill. Is. It's in the town, but I don't know if where. Someone online has created. I have what maps. It looks like. You have like maps <laughs> of this, week this bring, town. Okay. Next week, I'll bring the maps and we can we can look and say <laughs> here is the book house, and here's this and the roadhouse. And yeah, yeah, we'll have to post that too online yeah. because it, it's a good reference to know where everything is. Yeah, like because I in my I watch the show the pilot and I'm putting everything in my head going well I have to imagine the sawmill is at the base of one of the mountains because they're, they're taking the tree and they have water right you, they show a waterfall and that's usually part of a sawmill so they, there's some sort of gravity there so it's got to be up high so and talking about you know talking about woods or forests and stuff like that originally i mean i don't this is i don't really hear anybody talk about this but originally the name of the show was south dakota <laughs> Really, South Dakota? South Dakota. That and, would not be. That would change right. the show. And they they decided <clears throat> to change. They decided to change the name of South Dakota because they wanted to go to a place where there was more trees. There wasn't enough trees for South Dakota. I mean, this is this sounds to me like David Lynch. That yeah, he's yeah. very much cared about. And then they called it Northwest Passage. Was the was the next North name that they called? And um, the problem with that was is that there's actually a novel called Northwest Passage, and then a movie that was based on that. And so it's a well. Oh. At least if you're in 1990, you maybe you know of this movie. <laughs> you and I probably have no, no idea what Northwest Passage is. So again, they then changed. It was I think it was always Twin Peaks, the town, but then there was always different titles. So yeah. eventually, they did call it Twin Peaks. That but, makes sense. Yeah. Northwest West Passage. It's kind of a cool name. I like. I mean, I like the idea of the passage, like we're going somewhere. Yeah, two cool. Twin Peaks. Yeah. But the Twin Peaks take you to the town, I guess. I would assume. Um, <clears throat> Um, She's dead, wrapped in plastic. plastic. <laughs> so, um, in the pilot episode, we, you know, Laura's found dead. Um, we we mentioned Leo and his wife, and now Leo Leo's wife Shelley is having an affair. Here we're going to go into the affairs with Bobby. And Bobby's a student, a no, high school right. student, and she's young too. I feel like I feel like she maybe dropped out. Of, I feel like she kind of dropped out of high school. She, she she met this guy with a red Corvette, thought he was the greatest thing. Drop out, dropped out of school and married Leo yeah. Johnson. Stuff yep. like that. So so she's she's kind of secretly dating Bobby. Bobby is secretly. Oh, well, he was with Laura Palmer, but he's secretly dating Shelley. Yep. And Laura Palmer is secretly was secretly dating James and stuff like that. Yes. So, but they all kind of. And then James was, is now with Donna. Donna, but James and Donna were like secretly in love with each other the whole time when they were all hanging out because the three of them would hang out together. Yeah, Laura, like they go to a picnic or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it just gets really complicated. Um, also. A clue. Well, this episode made me think that the killer was Leo. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you every episode what it made me believe. I thought it's it's Leo. Um, I don't know because I'm watching it episode by episode. So Leo, to me, I think was the is the killer. But I know it's just a false lead. Yeah. So the fun, interesting thing about this pilot, it took a half hour to what I consider the main character, uh, Dale Cooper, to come in. So we have all this stuff happening, you know, the death of Laura Palmer and everybody finding out about it. 
And it really was like a half hour before we introduced to Dale Cooper. It's like amazing that like so much time went on, and then all of a sudden, bam, we have this oh, guy yeah, with a tape yeah. recorder talking to <laughs> Diane. And, and I think you had something on Facebook about uh, about gotta talk about these trees and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and he, he, it's weird because the show starts with Cooper coming into town, and he's just talking about the trees, and just he mentions to his. Secretary Diane, is yeah, secretary? I, yeah. I don't think they. I don't know if they ever really say it, but I were led to believe it's the secretary. And it's just mundane things. It's just mundane, like I gotta tell you about what I ate. I mean, I guess we're led to believe that that the government is paying for his lunch, so he's got to tell how much <laughs> how much it cost. And uh... and I love see his acting. Uh, I love it. He, it's so he he plays the character so well, and. He's so – I think we have we have the Diane. Take a look at that girl that crawled down the railroad tracks off the mountain. Let's finish here. I'll be checking into a motel. I'm sure the sheriff will be able to recommend a clean place, reasonably priced. That's what I need. A clean place, reasonably priced. Oh, Diane, I almost forgot. Got to find out what kind of trees these are. They're really something Really something. So he he's some of the trees, but also I like his character because he loves a good cup of coffee. Coffee yeah. pie, yeah. they really hit on the weirdest things. And I think that's what makes me enjoy it even more. Like it's just like what? It's so right. bizarre. And I like to think he's like a young David Lynch in some ways, because David Lynch likes his coffee yep. and, yeah. and he, David Lynch was a Boy Scout and I kinda think of uh Dale Cooper as kind of the Boy Scout, the goody goody two shoes yes. and those things, yeah, you know, by yeah. the book and yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um so you get introduced to his character and he comes in, he meets up with the town sheriff. And they're on the case. Yeah, I, I love that he kind of like stops at me. He he gets excited about his trees, but he also says stop. And it's like, hey, when the when the government comes here, we're in charge, and I hope you can understand that. And it's like, yeah. And Harry's like, yeah, I understand, no problem. But it's interesting to see that like he he seems so you know kind of relaxed and stuff. And then it's like it, you kind of see that a couple times in the pilot. Dale, I mean, Cooper is kind of like. You know, he gets tough when he needs to be tough. He says, hey, listen, I'm in charge. And yep. like, Bobby, I'll tell you when you can talk. I mean, like, you know, like he, he'll like <laughs> he'll put people in their place when he needs to. Yeah. And um, as the show progresses, I think the relationship becomes almost like a buddy. They become buddies. Oh, yeah. You know, and it really is. I mean, it, yeah, down the road. I mean, I don't know. I don't think this is really a spoiler. But in one episode, uh, Harry says, I should start um, I should start studying medicine. Because I feel like Doctor Doctor Watson, and he's making a reference to like uh, Cooper is um, Sherlock Holmes, and he is he's yep. Watson and stuff, and they're like this kind of yeah, yeah team and stuff. But yeah, they yeah. Really, yeah, do turn on. We call it now almost like a bromance. And stuff. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and like, and then you have the weird secretary at the police station, the dispatcher Lucy, yeah, Lucy yeah. and she has her own side <laughs> plot later on, which we won't spoil now. And she's a little out there, but she's always making sure they have. Donuts right. and coffee. And the donuts get ridiculous in the show. Um, but not in the pilot. Well, the pilot sort of hit on the donuts, but later on it gets a little weird. And then – oh, see, I, I'm going to stop myself. Um, so so as the pilot progresses, um, you know, they're looking into Laura Palmer, you know, how did she die? Right? Like did, what did they find on her body? Do you remember – well, right. So I mean, so uh, Cooper is looking at the nail, at the nails. And yes, stuff. that and was a letter. There's a the letter, nail. and right. And so he, he, I mean, first they're like, "Oh, we've cleaned these nails. What are you doing and stuff?" But yep. it, it's clearly that there's a pattern. This has happened before. That 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 someone has murdered, uh, had murdered people, and they've stuck letters in their nails and stuff. Like yes, that. and um, and I yeah, and so he looks at Renette. Um, Renette Pulowski, who was the other girl that – the whole reason Dale Cooper came to – because he got involved in this murder mystery is because Renette went outside the state border. And so she because did, yeah. So she no longer – I guess she no longer was in Washington. I don't know if she was actually in Canada or where – I can't remember where she was. But because of where she went – so she was she was also most likely a victim of this – this person mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So that's why Cooper came in to investigate it. And he looks at her nails and I doesn't find anything, but he will go and, and find a letter under uh, Laura Palmer's uh What was nails. the letter? Do you remember? Let me see. I should Did know. Did it this. matter? Was it an R or an L? I mean, R or an L? 
I didn't write it down. I'm, I'm trying to figure out if it was, it was, it was either... Yeah, it was. It was probably. I feel like it was an R. Yeah, it's an R. But even though I feel like wouldn't R be great for for Annette because that's you know, but it doesn't have. She doesn't have anything. And so. it was such a tiny, tiny letter. So right here, I mean, this show borders on. I really do think sometimes they're risque. And Jacoby, uh, this is the scene where they. First well, who's meet, Jacoby? Doctor Jacoby is. Um, he was treat. He was a um, psychologist, and he was treating Laura Palmer secretly. And so he meets Cooper at the at the uh, elevator, and I think I, – where, where is this? This is the first time you're meeting first meeting the doctor. Him. And so he was not even in the original script, and he didn't really have any lines, and he they, the, the character grew out of that. But uh, I don't even see it now. But there is a t- scene where he takes his – he's got this tie with a hula – Hula girl, yeah. and he starts rubbing his fingers underneath her dress and stuff. I'm just saying, it seems a little risque, and I feel like I love to say that this is. Here we go, right here. I'm just saying. I didn't even notice. That. I'm just saying it's a little risque, and I feel like they do that. They, there's a, several times where they'll make mentions of things that seem very risque. I didn't even notice. This. <laughs> so just, if you watch it, if you watch the show, and you have to rewatch that one part. I didn't even notice. Yeah, that. he's just. Well, you putting think it was intentional? I think it was intentional. I do, and I, I they got past the ABC censors there. And uh, but I mean, technically, he's just rubbing a tie. He was rubbing a tie. <laughs> I mean, technically, but now they're flicking at the morgue and they're flickering uh, light and stuff. And I love this effect, but it's something that David Lynch came up on the spot. And also, there's this guy in back of him, like um, I don't know, medical guy, and in I the think, morgue, yeah. And I think this was a happy accident, which. Lynch is very well known for. This guy is just standing around, and Cooper's saying, "Can you please leave?" And he says, "Jim." And I think the, I think the the guy acting that didn't know what he thought. He said, um, "My name is Jim. Uh, what's your name?" And yeah, stuff. yeah, and yeah. And and, and uh, Kyle MacLachlan has to basically say, "No, can you please leave?" and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, Lynch is very good about like things accidentally happen, and you think, "Okay, cut. We have to redo it." No, no, no. This is part of the scene now. And and recently there were. Um, Recently, cool. Shelley Lee um, mentioned something about David Lynch and that he's very much a director of the presence. Of, am I saying it right? He's a very director that's present. So he has no problem with changing things depending on the actors, how they feel, mm-hmm. or about things that happen. And there's another thing. I, I guess I'll move ahead real quick. Yeah. There's, there's, a t- there's a point where they go to this safety deposit. They get they find Laura's money in the safety deposit yes. box. And we're at a table and there's, a I think, a deer head on the table. I noticed that, yes. which later on appears on the wall. Yes. But I feel like they just they didn't have time to put it on the wall. So they just shot the scene that way. So, or it fell. So I, so a magazine, there's a magazine called Wrapped in Plastic that was back, you know, they, they don't publish it anymore, but it was it was a magazine based on Twin Peaks. And they did an interview with Frank Silva, who was, he was I think he was a tr- the set dresser I, but he also will become a character that will be a bigger part in the series yeah. later down the road. But he says um, in in in, in uh, Wrapped in Plastic number eight, you know that deer head during the safe deposit scene? That was an add-on scene. This this was not originally scripted. We wanted the deer on the wall, but it wouldn't stay up. David said it's taking too long. Just throw it on the table, and we'll make it like it fell that uh, off the wall. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, when I saw the scene, I said. I'm like, oh, the deer fell off the wall, and they just did the scene. But I love it because it's so odd and so weird, and you wouldn't see something like that. Yeah, and, like, and then later on, it's on the wall. It's on the wall, and yeah. I, I see. I didn't pick up at that. I just remember being on the on the table. I don't remember seeing it on the wall. So that was cool that you just had this girl come in and say, "What's this?" It's like, oh, it fell off and stuff. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. I, I think that works um, because it almost makes it feel like a living, breathing, um, like like more than. Two people in a set, you're like almost watching something more organic. Yeah. He's working with people around him, like you were saying, happy accidents. That yeah. makes sense. Um, so the pilot episode, um, you meet – now you meet Laura's um, – one of her best friends. Yeah. Uh, well, James was a Donna guy – Donna Hayward. Hmm? Yeah, Donna. Donna, Donna, Donna Hayward, yeah. who's played who's played by – Flynn Boyle, what's her name? Flynn Boyle. But she's she's probably one of the yeah she's probably one of the better actresses on the show. Yeah. Um, her Agent Cooper, 
and then later on there's a few others. Is it Donna Flynn Boyle? Donna no. Flynn Boyle. Her name is Donna in the show. <laughs> no, it's no. not Donna. It's not Donna. <laughs> people are going to hate me. I know people listening to this right now know who her name is and stuff. I can look but, it you know, up. While you're looking it up, I'll, I'll mention that uh, Renette Pulaski, who was the other girl that was uh, who, who who lived the trauma of uh, whoever murdered uh, uh, Laura Palmer, she yeah. was originally um, – her in the script she was called Sharon Pulaski and um, – she could have, the actress could have been Laura Palmer, but I think that she didn't want to be naked and stuff. Because, like, like, you know, uh, Cher, Cher, Cheryl Lee had to be naked for a whole day wrapped in plastic, and it was a cold. It, they, oh, were, they were filming yeah. in February, and it was. So I think that's. I don't know if that's exactly right, but that may have played a part. Laura Flynn Boyle. Laurel Flynn Boyle. Laura. Like Laura uh, yeah. So now. Um. Sorry, long pause there. Um, in the show, in the pilot, oh, I'm, I'm seeing if I have well, any. Well, you're doing notes your thing. I'll mention, my, I, I want to mention a couple of characters that 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 are different from the pilot. I mean, they're, okay. they're, they're, yeah, yeah. their names have changed, and and it's interesting. Josie Packard in this in the original script was a beautiful young Italian woman, where uh, Josie Packard is from Hong Kong in in, in the TV show, and um, her name was Guanava Guanavi Guanava. Guanavine? Guanavina Joe Packard. And it was originally written for Isabella Rossellini, who starred in Blue Velvet, and I for a while she dated David Lynch and so that. So originally okay. she was going to do it, she declined to do it. And when when um the actress Josie who played Jack uh, Josie Packard came in, they said, Hey, we can switch it and we'll make it a woman from Hong Kong who came to America to Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, her character with the sawmill becomes very complicated later on. It is. It's, I mean, yeah, you have it, a lot more relationships. I'm glad and, yeah. they kept her kind of um, – when you're introduced at the, um, at the town hall meeting, it was just like, oh, the most attractive woman in town. <laughs> and that was it. And right. she was in the sawmill, and she was like the runner of the sawmill. Or yeah. she had to, you know, And that was it, which was fine because I felt like they – gave you a lot yep. in the pilot episode and they if they even touched upon what she goes through oh my god it would have been overstuffed um it gets very complicated with her later on um but yeah continue is there any more yeah so i've got two other characters sheriff harry s truman who is of course based on a president uh was originally named uh dan steadman i don't i think i'm glad they changed that yeah, dan, I don't think that, dan steadman yeah it's a lame Man, name yeah um hawk uh, was originally uh, Deputy Barney Hill uh, in the script. He, he in the script he's described as a black man. Now Deputy Tommy Hawk Hill is um, a, um, a Native American in in, in the uh, in the show, which makes more sense. I mean, yeah, um, I, I think what happens is, I mean, David Lynch. So and David Lynch is interesting too that he doesn't have them read a lot of times the script. They have him come in. He kind of like we'll talk about cars or we'll talk about life, and he gets a sense of who they are, mm-hmm. and then he kind of like gets uh, like I think this person would be perfect for for this role or let's create a whole new character because i like this person and yeah, i can see yeah. them being this way and so wow. like so yeah i mean i think yeah the things change so those are the characters that i i have information for another thing i just wanted to mention is that so the so they wrote the pilot in nine days and uh, filmed in in Washington, in uh, 23 days, they were able to film the whole. Wow! Before, that, wow. Which is not, I mean, I think it's a little longer. I think usually, I think usually they try to do pilots in 18 days, so it was a little bit longer. I mean, but yeah. And the music behind us is uh, we're, we're not planning that. If you can hear it, the drums are really loud. Um, so I'm I'm trying to look. I didn't have any questions. I mean, I have stuff we'll talk about later on about the extended cut. And then, oh, you, well, you, so uh, so we can briefly. I mean, I think we briefly mentioned at the beginning of this episode, but yeah, what else do I want to say about the? Well, you know what I think for me is interesting is that like, so I, as a big Twin Peaks fan, I, I had to get everything I could on it, and yeah, and uh, so they come out on VHS uh, Twin Peaks, and uh, there's no pilot included in in the in, in with it. So they they give you a box set of the first seven episodes without the pilot. What? And because the, the rights were tangled up with Warner, who, who they had rights with the UK and stuff. Oh so, my God! So then, that... they, and then they put out a VHS, but it's only the European version, which changes the you know the last fifteen minutes. You it reveals a killer, a version of a killer, or something like that. Yeah, that they, yeah. So you don't. 
so that you don't have it right away. And like years go by, the DVDs come out. There's no pilot. How that happen? <laughs> That's bizarre. Because they could because it, it was all it was all messed up with with rights and stuff. Yeah, you couldn't get yeah. the rights to oh to the pilot. But it was so I had I had like a VHS off the air tape that I would use, and I think they did have laser discs too. Maybe you could get it, but laser discs were too expensive for me, and they really it was it, really it hard want... to get the pilot. And I feel bad yeah. for people who would like rent it, like Blockbuster, and say I want to watch see what this Twin Peaks show is about, and like. Why am I starting off an episode? You know, like they're missing, like one. they're missing. Yeah. So that was always uh, for, for for a long time. I, I meant to bring how long it's been, but it was probably like over ten years waiting for this. And I, I want to say, oh my God. I actually want to say. So let's say that show ended in ninety one, or even even if the pilot was in nineteen ninety, I feel it might have been two thousand seven before we finally got the pilot on on a Blu Ray, the Golden Box that we finally yeah, got. Yeah. That so it's kind of crazy in some ways. Oh that, my that, God! That, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I want to save I want to save the actual material for later down the yep. road because it's it'll be fascinating to see like so they had this footage they had to and the other thing is like so they filmed in Washington and and they didn't actually get that that finished stuff that they needed for UK until the, months later they actually uh, when they were back in LA they set up they set up um, a stage for uh, for some of the, the stuff, scenes, scenes stuff. Yeah. so that's interesting too to. But. Yeah, that is. I mean, we'll talk about that after. If you, you know, you're gonna watch it week by week. Watch the international 15 minutes of the international pilot after episode three, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what I think. I, I, yeah, that's what I said to you. Watch pilot yep. episode one, episode two, and then watch the international uh, uh, European version, and then you can watch three. And I think that, you, I think, I mean, I think it just gives you a little more sense of what they were doing, and I think it'll give you some a little more. Un, yeah. yeah, I don't want to yeah, say yeah. much yeah. more than that, but <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. Is there anything we're missing on the pilot episode? I mean, we got a lot of facts. We. We don't know who the killer is. I mean, people are watching, watching this along with us. You know, you meet a lot of characters. Um, some are more important than others, but later on, those un- unimportant ones will become more important. Um, but the end of the episode, I think, is where it gets it it, it, it opens up that mystery. It steps away from the um, soap opera. Uh, Laura Palmer's when mom you, has yeah. a dream. Yeah, do you see that as a vision, or is it these two things happening at the same time, or like... Um, because she is not sleeping, and she screams, Yeah, and it cuts to the vision, it has... But don't they reference it as a dream? Or no, they reference that as a vision. Yeah, I, I, in, a, in, a, in a later episode they do, but they I, do. I'm, I'm always curious to know what people seeing it for the first time, what would they see At that? first, I thought she... Oh, it's been a while. Like I, I thought maybe it was a dream. Yeah. But yeah, it is a vision because she jumps up and she sees the necklace. Now the necklace will tie a lot of people together. Um, the necklace, you know, everybody watching the show remember the necklace. The necklace is a big clue. Well, sort of a clue because it tangles Laura up with a lot of people. That necklace. So I mean, I. Well, let's let it play out. We're, yeah, I, I want playing. to share something with you because I think, oh no, I'm going to miss it. Oh, I wish I, I, I have it on my iPad, and I'm trying to get it exactly because I want to share something to talk to you about. But oh, I can't. It's, it's if too, you if you bring it down, if you bring it if you go like this. It's going to teach me how to do the. Uh, you can go. You, you can, can you go, really? I'm, fine okay. scrubbing. See, it says fine scrubbing. Oh yeah, look at so that. So if you go I down, need, oh wow. Like so, I need it when she right when she gets right when she gets up. So she, she like screams, right. but it could be a dream too. Okay. You know. Also, okay. did you notice that Laura Palmer's mom is always in a robe? Yeah, like always. You, you'll notice I, that these people are always wearing. Well, I mean, for her, she, she, I mean, she, she, she's, she's always at home in a robe. She's she's oh she her, her only That's child, true. and like I don't think she and she's also um, she medicated. She's just kind of like I don't want to live, and like it's really hard. But yeah, um, so I, I bring this reference up because I mentioned Frank Silva, Silva who was uh, who mentioned who was a set dresser. I think that was his title. Yeah. And uh, he accidentally gets caught in the mirror uh, of this scene. I don't know if you can look in that mirror there. That, yes, I that, see a person that, in the mirror. So 
that a lot of people refer to that as David Lynch then getting ideas to actually use Frank Silva in the series. He's like, oh, like somebody says, like the um, I think the, uh, the the cinematographer says, oh, we have to reshoot this because Frank is in the mirror, and the reason he's in and the don't mirror- tell me he's the one that plays along. Bob? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. I, I, it's so funny. I'm, I'm thinking, you know who Frank is, right? R- right, Brian? You know yeah, Frank. Yeah. No, but he yeah, is he playing plays, Bob. He plays Bob. Right. So the reason he's there is he's holding a cigarette to give to uh, to Sarah Palmer. Like, so that, you know, whenever she, whenever they were doing takes of her smoking and stuff. So he's just hanging out ready to give it to her. <laughs> but a lot of the people thing. say that that was the reason why David Lynch wanted him because he remembers this but there was actually yeah, another yeah. thing that happened where uh, Frank Silva Sylvia Silva I'll just say Frank was in a room and one of the other um, uh, stage people were like watch out Frank you might get stuck in a room and David Lynch started thinking ooh stuck in a room and and, and he, he does play this character Bob later down the road and yep. he actually is using he, the clothing of his jean jacket and stuff or his actual clothing Clothes? like oh that's like God. they're not like they're it not is like crazy hair costumes or something yeah, like that. Yeah. That, that's actually what he wears so I think it was a combination of him David Lynch hearing don't you're gonna get caught in that you're gonna get stuck in a room and and this happening with the mirror then I think David Lynch said he says to Frank he's like are you an actor and you know <laughs> He's like, uh, and no. he says, "Yes, I have. I've done. I've yeah, done yeah. theater work, or I, you know, I think he did in college or something. But I had some experience and stuff. It's like, oh, okay, because I, I might use you and stuff. And you know, they they wrap up, they wrap up the the pilot in Washington, and then he's like, oh, okay, I, I I think we need, or I think maybe they actually were still there. But it's like, I need you. I have a couple pages. I want you to read some dialogue, and I think that's what we'll, we'll continue that in, in later episodes. Wow. And stuff. But uh, but it's kind of so, cool. Let me ask you this: because this was on VHS and TV with no DVRs. For people to catch that without pausing it they with a it. clear image, they saw, you yeah. know, if you pause it just right, you see a person in the mirror. Yeah. But imagine on a, a VHS where the tracking is all right. crazy and you they, can't see it. They did it, it, though. They figured it out. And they, they, they yeah. I mean, I, so the mystery started right there. The people I dug guess so. in. Yeah. That's crazy. And you think people noticed that? Probably way after it first aired, it was on VHS. I would think so. Yeah, I, I I can't remember. I mean, so you know, we're living in a day where there was no internet. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, like, I it's hard. I mean, like, I mean, I after the series ended in the movie, they had this wrapped in plastic magazine where you could kind of learn about stuff. But there wasn't. It wasn't as easy to be like. Oh, let's get together and talk about Twin Peaks. I mean, I think it was a harder way to to, to do that. A more a community that's spread out, yeah. but because of that magazine, I think that probably that helped. Yeah, because people yeah. come right into the editor, right? And you read the the questions at the end. You no, know, I wrote it. One time. Did you? <laughs> at some point, we'll have to read it. It was really bad. Oh, <laughs> we have to be read sem- it. Then. Be sympathetic that I was 15 years old and that like I don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, at some point, we'll have to. Uh, that's we'll have to awesome. Check it out. No, it. I mean, that's cool though. I mean. People don't realize that this is, um, you know, pre it's pre-internet. So yeah, people have to get together. Like when you like the band, like when I liked the band growing up, you signed up for a newsletter. Yeah, and every couple months you get a newsletter. Right, and that was it. And they do have, I think they have like they had like the Twin Peaks Gazette, and they had like some other things where you get things in the mail that were Twin Peaks related. And yeah, stuff. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's simpler times. Simpler times. <laughs> now everything's everywhere. But that was the first. Our our journey into the pilot episode. Uh, next week we'll do episode one. So that confused me for a little bit. I kept going episode one. No, 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 that was pilot. Because nowadays, even though they do a pilot, they still right. call it episode one. I know. Back then it was pilot, episode one, episode two, three. So it did, it does throw me off when I was taking notes. I was yeah. like, oh wait, oh. I so. even think I think they even have weirder numbers than that. They might be doing like one zero zero one and stuff, and they they have a weird yeah. But it is it's all very odd. And and I briefly mentioned to you off uh, before we started the show that uh, Jeremy named the episodes. And then, yes. they, and then they translated the names for for America, and I think maybe Netflix. If you went to Netflix, they'll they'll name them and stuff like that. I really? don't agree with that because I don't feel it's canon. I don't feel like David Lynch or or uh, Frost named these episodes. So I I kind of like they were just going by num- the number. So it's just Germany named them. Then we came here, and someone in America was like, "That's cool," and they yeah, they, like, "Oh, that's the names. That must be the names. Let's put put them on uh, Netflix." Let's do the names on... have any reference to anything? Are these random? I mean, I mean there's there's reference to the episode. I mean, they'll have yeah. things that'll be like. I'm trying to think of the. I can't even think of the names, but some Could, of them are like Zen, and, and or they'll be like. 
Um, they'll, they'll have names that are somewhat related to the episode, but I it doesn't feel right. Like, it, does, yeah, it feels yeah. like a forced, forced names that I don't feel like... Yeah. I like Germany must have had a DVD and they had to give it a name. They're like, yeah, oh, someone just typed something up. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, just random names. Um, so I think anything else about the pilot episode? Any more factoids? Anything we need th- to know? I mean, there's so much you could. There's so much more you could talk about, but I feel like we're pretty good. I mean, you could talk about that. Yeah. You know, I think February they shot, and and there was like a snowstorm, and there was a couple days where they couldn't film because uh, some of the people were were stuck. I mean, there's so many like interesting stories that you could probably talk about, but I feel like we have. Probably, we'll probably have at least 30 episodes before the new series comes out. We'll yes. have plenty of time to go back and say, hey, oh, we can talk more about the pilot, or we can talk about other episodes. I think we, we've covered a lot today. Yeah, for the uh, pilot episode. And, I mean, I, going into the show, my first impressions were, um, this is weird, kind of cheesy, soap opera-y. Yeah. There is a mystery. Um, you kind of rewire your, like, oh, before we go, I wanted to talk about this. Because the show, when I say re- I have to rewire your brain, this show reminded me a lot of Broadchurch um, mm. on BBC. I can see that. Now, they brought it to America and they called it Grace Point. Right. And it had Dave Lieutenant from Doctor Who. He played the same character in both episodes, uh, both well, shows. Series or. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was America uh, and the BBC. And then BBC, they did season two. And America. They did eight episodes or whatever, and that's it. Didn't get picked up for season two, and I was glad. I was like, "That was a perfect mini series, in my opinion." But I'm watching it, Twin Peaks, going, "Oh my god!" Yeah. It. I and then I watched uh, Bates Motel, and Bates Motel oh, has a lot of like intricate characters, and there's drug smuggling. Oh, yeah. Just there's the woods. I mean, they're in the woods a lot. Yeah, too. just like Twin Peaks. Right. Um, but Grace Point. The basis, you find a dead child mm. in Grace Point. It's a dead child yep. in Twin Peaks, and they send in the big guns to figure this out. And Cooper is kind of um, a Boy Scout, like you're saying, straight and narrow. You don't, I, as right now, I don't think he has a bad background. I, he's straight and narrow, nice guy. Right, and and now. This day and age, in Grace Point and other shows, they make that agent rough. He has a bad background. Bad oh, things yeah. have happened to him. Right. He's got to make things right with his family. He's driven because of, yeah. of, of, of a life that he's lived. He's yeah. like driven so, to solve this case. So I'm yeah. like, when I watch this, I'm going, where it's just a different time. And we didn't have gritty shows on TV, network television, because right. network te- television, that's all you had. You didn't have a million channels. Um, with these types of shows. So it's just interesting. It's a time cap. You go back, you're like, wow. So this was, it really speaks to the time of what was being shown. I mean, Twin Peaks goes left turn eventually and goes to the weird and crazy. But this pilot episode, you're just like, this is, it represents that time period. It's a little Mm. bit different because you didn't have the gritty detective coming in and taking charge you just have this guy coming in going, hey, I'm taking charge. And they're just like, okay. Like, <laughs> like if that yeah. show took place now, there would be like a whole 20 minutes of them arguing and oh, hating yeah. each other. Right. Like Grace Point, he comes in and she's pissed. Like, no, why? Who who said you can do this? This is my yeah. town. Um, so it's just interesting. So I, I, like in my head – I had to detach myself from these shows I've already watched, like True Detective and stuff. Oh, yeah. True Detective's right. And the, the Killing is another one that yeah. is that similar thing. The, the first yeah. season is, and, and second is about is about a girl being killed and stuff. Exactly. And stuff. So it's like the same plot, but they're just putting their own spins on it now. Yeah. And with Twin Peaks, it was sort of like new and fresh. Oh, yeah. Now I feel like there's so many shows that are kind of like – they start off with, with one killing and it – leads into a million things and uh i kind of feel like what else did this before twin peaks nothing really not like this yeah, yeah not I, like I, this. i'm trying yeah. To, yeah i'm trying i'm trying to think way back then that what else there was and stuff i mean yeah there, a lot of them were goofy uh stuff i mean I, 
Yeah. And, and they kind of make they make references to stuff. I mean, like, oh, the uh, the fugitive or something like yep. that. I mean, yeah, there's yeah, definitely yeah. like references in Twin Peaks to these type of things. But th- to do it this way, I don't. I can't recall anything like it. Right? And, yeah, and you kind of feel like you stumbled onto something special. Yeah. That, like, I'm sure when you watch it when you're 15, you're kind of like you're watching right. going. I'm the only one watching this. Yeah. This is like my special show. Uh, Nobody knows about this. They're making this for me. me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you know, I don't, this is a really obscure uh, show that you should check out sometime, maybe, but, but it's called The Prisoner. I don't know. I think no. I think it was in, it was in the '60s or something like that. But this is the closest thing I can think to obscure. I mean, you have this character who might have been an agent who who is uh, wait. He's he's from England, so it's an English show. Yeah. And he wakes up and he's on an island. And the whole purpose is they they want answers, and he's refusing to give answers. And it's the same thing every week to some degree, but it's 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 obscure. It's really weird and interesting. It's, yeah, it's something. You, Someday you should check it I'll out. Check so. it out. It's only eighteen episodes, I think, or so. BBC. BBC. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. It's, it's old, so it, it might be hard to find now. But you could go to your library. You probably... <laughs> <laughs> go to your library. I check Netflix. Yeah, go to your I library. Don't the, I don't think it's on Netflix. Right? I've been watching it, but uh, yeah. oh, I'll have to check it out. No, yeah. that's cool. Um, so next week, next Wednesday, join us for we're going to do episode one, and I took a lot. Um, you did great. This is this is good. I, think I have that, more. I, I think we'd love to have feedback. I mean, we'd love to hear from you guys. And do we have an email? Well, yeah, we do. What's the email? <laughs> it's, I didn't it's, even it's, know it's this. Twin Peaks Unwrapped at Gmail dot com. Okay, so you can email us there, um, and then our Facebook, uh, Twin Peaks Unwrapped on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're at Twin, Twin Peaks, Peaks Unwrapped. Rap. Unwrap. Unwrap. We couldn't finish. We didn't have enough. I know. I couldn't fit. I, yeah, I kept on typing and it stopped at unwrap. Rap. And I feel unwrapped. like unwrapped, there's just so many characters in that title, so people can really only give us half questions because yeah. we've run out of 140 characters. Our name takes up like 120 characters. Um, and then subscribe to us on iTunes, share us with your friends, and we're on Podbean. Listen to us weekly. So next week, we're going to do episode one of Twin Peaks. So you're going to leave us off with uh, a Diane tape. That's right. Thanks for reminding me. We have a Diane tape. Diane, 12.28 a.m. Looks like I'll be staying locally at a place called the Great Northern Hotel. Sheriff's getting me a rate. Sounds like the kind of place where when you lie down, you won't forget to dream. I was right about our suspect, James Hurley. He's in custody and will be out by morning. Good night, Lucy. Good night, Agent Cooper. By the way, the Great Northern is up on Meadowlark Hill. That's just below Whitetail Mountain. That's a little bit west of here, but not too far west. (sighs) Diane, if you could bottle this air, people would line up around the block, cash in hand. Somebody although probably not me, could make a fortune. But isn't that always the way?